Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be too much friction. Now, I know what you're probably thinking after the title of that video, and I'm sure a lot of you probably, your thoughts about that are in the gutter. So actually what we're going to talk about today is not what you expect, but it's something that's very important and that comes up a lot in my, my phone sessions that I do with clients. So I had a, uh, a client recently that was, because a lot of what I do is obviously strategy, life strategy, whether it's in your personal life, like I talk about in 3% Man, my first book, and aligning your life around your true calling and reaching your full potential and mastering yourself. What I'm focused on is helping people learn the mindset and the right kind of strategies to apply in their life so they can achieve their outcomes. Obviously, a lot of guys that first come to seek my help are trying to fix something that's going sideways in their personal life, either with somebody they're in a relationship with or somebody that they would like to be in a relationship with that's just not going the way they would like it to. And so it's all... Success in life comes down to the science, applying the science of high achievement fundamentals correctly, like I talked about in mastering yourself, and continually refining and optimizing your strategies and go, about how you go about achieving those things in your life. And so I got a quote that I wrote, and then I'm going to go through some, some things to help you with your mindset, because this is something that whether you realize it or not, we all should be trying to constantly improve and optimize our life. You probably heard me say many times, the goal is to just try to get a little bit better each and every day. So with that said, I'm going to go through this quote, and then I'm going to go through a few situations and scenarios to relate why this is important and why this mindset and way of thinking can help you. doesn't matter whether you're, you're trying to improve your success in your relationships or you're trying to improve your career and reach your full potential. So the quote says, we make better decisions when we are in a peaceful and relaxed state. Reaching our full potential is a process that requires constant assessment, refinement, and adjustment of our strategies and actions. Pain and too much unnecessary difficulty is life's way of telling us that our plans, actions, and strategies are inefficient and that we need to better optimize how we are trying to reach our full potential. Being in the zone and having an effortless life of ease and delight is the result of properly optimizing, organizing, and aligning our actions, thoughts, and mindsets with our goals and values. Too much resistance and friction are a sign that there are better ways to execute our plans and optimize how we go about accomplishing our grandest goals and dreams. Instead of letting difficulty and resistance frustrate and demoralize us, simply use them as tools to take corrective action so we achieve our outcomes in the shortest time and most efficient way possible. Hence the saying, work smarter, not harder. And so what prompted this was I was actually doing a phone session with a client last week and the guy's experienced a lot of success in his life over the last few years applying the things that I teach. And the woman that he had been dating and has been having a lot of difficulty with 
is basically his goals and values weren't really aligned with hers, even though, so to give an example, like his life, he's a very creative person, kind of artistic, and so he's into making things. And his girlfriend is very conservative, very religious. Everything's got to kind of fit in her box the way it needs to fit. And he tends to be more liberal, more free-spirited. He likes to smoke a little ganja every now and then to help him with the creative process. And his girlfriend, even though she would occasionally smoke with him, was just not down with it. And so... Not only that, but other aspects of his life and their relationship, they were constantly butting heads because their value system is different. She wants things to be a certain way. He's more of a free-spirited, kind of more like me, where you obviously want to let people be who they are and obviously manage who's in your inner circle and your life. And so one of the things that I... I pointed out to him is that everything's going really well in his life. He's in great shape. He's successful. He's successfully implementing the things that he wants to achieve in life so he can achieve his outcomes in an effortless and easy way. But he's getting a lot of friction in his relationship with his girlfriend. And so if you're trying to reach your full potential, one of the most important things you must have in order to get there as quickly and as efficiently and as effortlessly as possible, is you gotta have people in your inner circle that are aligned with your vision and your goals and who have the same kind of outlook and value system that you do. And even though they had a lot in common, they were very attracted to one another, they have a lot of fun together, their value system was constantly clashing. So even though he really cares for this girl and is really attracted to her, over the last three, four years, it's just constant friction and it just boils back to the same things. There's things that he really likes and he's into and the way he looks at the world and there's things the way that she looks at that she's just not willing to compromise. In other words, she's not allowing him to be who he really is even though he's given her the freedom to be who she is. And so in order to be in her relationship, in a relationship with her, she wants things to be a certain way because obviously she also cares, you know, her family that she comes from is also the same way. And so even though he really loves this girl and cares about her, he's recognized it's that because now they're kind of on a break that other women that he's meeting who have goals and values that are aligned with his is that what I was able to point out to him is that you got two choices. You can either stay with her and put up with the constant friction because obviously after several years of dating, she's not going to change. And he certainly doesn't want to change who he is because if he's to give up all the things that he appreciates, that cares, that are part of who he is, he's not going to be happy. And in other words, he would be being a pleaser to stay in the relationship with her because she's going to constantly be giving you grief about it. And like you've probably heard me say before, women are kind of like the Borg from Star Trek, where resistance is futile. Eventually, they're going to wear you down. And so what was happening is he was constantly questioning himself and questioning his purpose and questioning his mission if he was choosing the right thing or maybe his girlfriend was right and he should change and be more like, she wants to be because 
the end of the day, he doesn't want to deal with grief from his girlfriend. And after several years, she's constantly giving him grief about the same things and it comes back to the same issue. You either, that's the way your relationship is going to be with her if she's not willing to compromise or you'd be better suited to find somebody whose goals and value system is aligned with your own. And once I was able to go through that with him, he was able to kind of see the light because he was wrestling with it. He has a lot of chemistry with her. But at the end of the day, he come he walks away from his interactions questioning himself and doubting himself. And that's not what you want the woman to do that's in your life. The right woman is going to support you, be your greatest cheerleader, egg you on, push you when you have doubts, not fill your head full of doubts and make you question your purpose and your mission and you want what you want to do in life. It's like having a team of people and everybody's goals and values are aligned and yet you got you got a bunch of A players in a team and you got one or two B and C players on the team that just aren't pulling their weight. The longer those B and C players are allowed to be on your team, the more disruptive they're going to become and the more they're going to get in the way of the team achieving its goals and objectives for the season. And so the idea is that's why you see a lot of people in free agents. A lot of times this happens in the NFL, the NBA. They bring in a big big name free agent and the guy just cannot put his ego aside for the good of the team and he just becomes a disruptive presence in the locker room and eventually they get released or they get traded away to another team and that organization is out a lot of money and then they're trying to you know it oftentimes it'll hinder that team for several seasons because it's expensive when you lose an agent because you've got dead money and your that's sucking up your cap space and you're paying for somebody that's no longer even on your team and that prevents you from bringing in the kind of players you really need and having the capital available to pay them because your cap is maxed out and so that's kind of a microcosm what you see in a lot of different organizations a a lot of relationships and so what you want to have is you want to recognize is that you know i want to give you a, a couple examples like this past weekend I was in a weaponized geometry class with Kinetic Consulting, John Dufresne, also known as Mocha Bear underscore Actual on Instagram, who's a former Army Ranger. And what we were doing, we were working in a shoot house with what's called UTM, which are training rounds. And so they're basically little marker rounds that are obviously you got to wear thick clothing and face protection and cover your hands and stuff. And so what you're doing is you're working in a shoot house. You're working the geometry. You're working angles. And so what you do is you go into the shoot house with the instructors behind you watching you. And you've got two or three other guys that are in the shoot house basically waiting to ambush you. And they also have guns with training rounds in them. And so when you do something wrong or you pie in too much to a room and you expose part of yourself and these guys are and you know they're in there waiting to ambush you, the goal is to create the worst stressful environment so it can duplicate being in a stressful gunfight. So you know what it's like when the adrenaline's pumping and you're breathing heavy and you're sweating and you know if somebody sees you and you pie into a room incorrectly they're going to be able to put rounds on you and the rounds sting when they hit you and they'll they'll leave marks there's a there's a little one i got here you can't really see it's kind of 
it's a little pinkish today. It was nice and bright red yesterday after I got shot. But if you know if these rounds hit your bare skin, it will break the skin very easily. But the goal is with the exercise is that when you're doing things right, you don't get shot and you shoot the bad guys. You do things wrong, you get shot and you experience pain. And as I said in the quote, pain is life's way of saying, hey, you're doing something wrong. You need to take corrective action. And so when you take a step back and you look at your life, is, is that you want to have as little friction as possible. Because you think about it, if things are difficult and things are hard and you feel like you're beating your head against the wall, something's not working, obviously, instead of getting frustrating and giving up, the right way to look at that is to say, you know what, there's something I need to optimize and do better that will get me better results and that will bring more ease and delight and peace and effortless into my life. And so over the, the course of the weekend and the shoot house is that pain teaches you in essence because you get instant feedback of what you're doing wrong. So if God forbid you're ever in a real gunfight Ideally, most of the people that you're going to encounter, they're not going to know what they're doing. But the goal is to have you challenged by other people that are great shooters. And a lot of the guys I was going against were way better shooters. People are special forces, were ex-special forces, and are just simply better and more experienced shooters than I am. And they, being with people that are better than me, and all of us are focusing, and what I love about John is that his he has two outcomes in life every day. Every day he gets up, he's got two goals. He wants to have fun first and foremost, and he wants to get better. And that's one of the things I love about being around him. He's one of the happiest, kindest, nicest people, but one of the most dangerous people I've ever known. And he's got similar goals, similar value system to me. And I just, I love hanging out with him. I love training with him. I love hanging out with him socially. He's a type A alpha male. His girlfriend absolutely fucking adores and worships him. And I don't encounter that too often in the real world. And I'm sure those of you that are familiar with 3% man and, and what I teach, I'm sure you've experienced the same thing. There's not a lot of dudes out there that get this and so when i meet a guy and his girlfriend is when he's not around is just doting on him and talking about how amazing he is and how much he changed her life that's the kind of thing that makes me pay more attention to what she says and what he has to say and so he's a great influence on my life and i just love being around him and having people like that in my inner circle all my closest friends and the people that are closest to me, that's the one thing they all have in common is they're all extremely nice to me. They've ever, all my best friends, they've never not been nice to me. And that's really important is to have people like that that always look at the world in a better way. And, and even if you, without, you don't, you, you catch yourself or you don't catch yourself one time saying something negative about yourself, these are the kind of people that say, oh, Corey, that's like, you should look at it this way or they have a positive meaning and meaning behind things and they help guide you to correct your mindset and self-correct and that's why it's so critically important that the people you surround yourself with and especially the women that you have your intimate relationships with 
that they support you and they push you and they nurture you to be better. They're not trying to tear you down and make you feel like shit because deep down on the inside, they feel like shit. So it's really super important that you have the right people around you and that you notice what's causing the friction in your life. Like, like one, give an example. One of the things that I'm always constantly working on and trying to improve are my different ad campaigns that I have, whether it's running on Facebook or some of the YouTube campaigns, playing with the audiences, playing with the headlines. You know, give an example, like things like YouTube, like one of the videos that I advertise, you can have a headline with it that people love and they react positively, or you can have a headline that's maybe a little too abrasive or a little too triggering for some people. And then you got to get a lot of people, you know, giving the video a thumbs down vote and complaining about the video, even though most of them never even watch it. And so it's like you get instant feedback. And that's what's great. I love about the internet is whatever you put out there, whether it's your book or your videos, or you say something or you write something, the crowd is going to give you instant feedback, good and bad on what they like, what they don't like, and what you can improve. And so like, you know, when you're spending money, your own money that you've earned back out in advertising and the way you start out with your campaign is not the way it ends up once it's finally optimized. And to optimize a campaign, when you start it from the day you start it until the day you get it totally 100% optimized, you can take a whole month. And so that whole time you're, you're spending money. If you're spending several hundred dollars a day on a specific ad campaign, you don't know that it's going to work when it starts out. More than likely, it's not going to work very well when it starts out. And so that's why you have to play with headlines. You have to play with different thumbnail. You have to play with the audiences. You have to play, play with what you're willing to bid per view or per click, depending on the type of campaign that it is. And so you get financial pain if you're doing things wrong. And you also get negative feedback from people. So instead of being able to reach people and get them to watch your documentary or whatever it happens to be, they're just getting upset at a particular headline or a combination of words and they just turn and they walk away without ever learning something that would have helped them. And so as you continue to work through things and you finally get it optimized and you get it to where your money, because the idea is, especially when you're spending money in advertising, you want to spread the peanut butter as thin as possible so it goes as far as possible. Because at the end of the day, the system is going to, it's going to take your money no matter what. You put a budget, you're going to spend it every day. Whether you spent the money and you completely wasted it because you marketed to the wrong audience or your headline sucked or the piece of content that you're using to market sucked, it's like you get instant feedback. And so when something's not working, you have to notice what's not working and try to come up with a new permutation. So in other words, you hit the, you're trying to achieve something in life, you hit the wall, you recognize it's not working, it's not optimized, it's not efficient, and you say, what's good about this? What can I learn about just like in the shoot house over the weekend? You, every time you, you run through a scenario and you do your run, you stop and you debrief with the instructor and they point out what you did right, what you did wrong, what you need to do differently, and you share it with the people that obviously were trying to shoot you as well because they're learning from it as well. And everybody's there to help each other and get better because the bottom line, at the end of the day, this is the kind of things that are going to save your life. And just as a side note to that, and I've, I've mentioned this before, 
you know, part of the problem is, you know, one of the stats that I've shared is that when you look at police officers versus concealed carry permit holders, is that police officers are three times more likely to shoot an innocent person by accident than somebody that's a concealed carry weapon permit holder. Now, the average citizen who hears that goes, well, that kind of doesn't make sense. Well, the police are the ones that are supposed to be carrying the guns and they're supposed to be experts on that. But here's the reality. And this is what I get firsthand from police officers that I know personally and that I train with. And, you know, one of the cities where I live, they get four hours a year, four hours a year total. Everything's driven by budget in the police department. So you get four hours a year for firearms training. And most police officers, the only time they ever fire their gun is on an annual basis when they go to qualify on the range. And I've seen their targets and they can't shoot for shit. And that's why you see in some of these shootings that the police officers pull out their gun and they just start blasting away because they're under stress. They don't do force on force type of training like I was doing all weekend where you're in a simulated gunfight and it's as close as you're going to get. You're using real weapons that have different bolts and different slides to use the training munitions so you can learn because you get to, you get to, and you have to, you know, shooting's a a perishable skill. You should be practicing two to four hours a month. And so you can imagine if you're calling the police, hoping the police are going to show up with their guns and be able to save you, the... The statistical reality is the majority of those police officers that are going to show up probably haven't even fired their gun in the last year. <laughs> so that's why I'm a, I'm a big advocate of, of self-reliance. I talk about that extensively in my book, Mastering Yourself. If you have the means and the time and the financial resources to do it, like me, it's like I remember after I was training with John after only, I think it was like about two, three months I was doing a drill with him in the range and he goes, Corey, he says 95% of the guys that I coach in law enforcement, top tier SWAT guys, everybody, he says 95% of them can't even do what you just did. I was stunned when he told me that because I had no idea. Now I've, you know, I've gotten to know a lot more police officers in the, the, that are in the gun community that are avid gun enthusiasts themselves and hear them talk about the fact that they, you know, there's just no budget for it. And so they don't get any training and people are upset that the police are making mistakes it's just it's like jocko willing said they need grappling techniques they need better training and they need more regular training and de-escalation training and they're just simply not getting it and yet we keep voting for the same incompetent politicians because 90 percent 96 percent of all incumbents get reelected, and then nothing changes and then next time somebody gets killed by a bad cop everybody flips out riots happen and then we all go back to our corners and we vote for the same people and then we're upset that nothing changes part of the problem is us if we want things to change we got to vote for different people that we got to vote the people ain't getting their jobs done out of the office so in other words we collectively as a society are experiencing a lot of pain due to government incompetence and what do we do We keep voting for the same people that are incompetent. And then we get mad at each other and the people that we keep electing because nothing's changing. That's just stupid. But yet we do it collectively 
as a society. And then as soon as it blows over, we go back to earn our living and live in our lives and not much changes. So the point being is that you want to use pain to guide you, whether it's an ad campaign that's not working in marketing or it's not very efficient or you're having friction in your relationship with your girl or you're going to work every day at a job that you might like to work, but the people that you work with are just assholes. And so you can stay in that situation and complain about it and feel sorry for yourself or you could take control of your destiny and apply the negotiation and job seeking strategies I talk about mastering yourself so you can get a better job lined up and once you get your employment letter and offer from your new company, then you can put your two weeks notice in and effortlessly and seamlessly transition from work that you enjoy but people that you don't enjoy doing it with to doing the same work ideally making more money if you apply the things that are in mastering yourself and now on top of making more money doing work that you love and enjoy now you get to do it with people whose goals and values you're aligned with and so when you do that what happens you've just improved the quality of your life you've just improved your happiness and your well-being when you're happier you're going to smile more you're going to tend to work out more you're going to tend to eat better healthy foods you're going to take better care of yourself and what's that going to do just like i talk about in three percent man that's going to make you more attractive to women and if women find you more attractive or the woman that's in your life finds you more attractive she's going to be more feminine and more submissive and willing to support you in the way you need to be supported instead of experiencing unnecessary friction because your personal life strategy sucks. I mean, that's basically what these two books boil down to. It's personal life strategy and professional life strategy and optimizing both of those. So you can get up every day like I do and do whatever the hell you want to do when you want to do it and with the kind of people that you want to do it with. And so if you haven't read both my books, obviously you can read them both for free at understandingrelationships.com. All you got to do is put your name and email address in the email sign-up box, which is if you're on a desktop computer or a laptop, it's going to be the first thing you see in the upper right-hand corner of every page of my website. If you're on a mobile device, it's going to be the very first thing that pops up on your screen when you start scrolling through it. As soon as you hit submit, it'll instantly take you to the members area, and then you can read whichever book is most important to you depending on what area of your life you're trying to improve the most. In other words, wherever you're experiencing the most friction is what book you should focus on first. But if you're having a challenge, whether it's in your personal life or your professional life, and you'd like to get me to help you to strategize and optimize your life with you, because obviously I'm 50 at this point, and I've been applying this stuff for almost three decades now. And I've got an extensive background and track record and history of knowing how to properly implement the science of high achievement fundamentals so I can live my life the way I want to. And if you apply things that are in both of my books, you're over time, you're going to slowly start to get the same kind of results that I write about and that you see from people all over YouTube and all over the internet, all over in the book reviews 
the results that everybody else is getting, you can get yourself. But you got to participate in your own rescue and you got to do the work that's necessary. And if you'd like to get my help and do a coaching session, just go to understandingrelationships.com, click the products tab at the top of your screen and book a coaching session. And until next time, I will talk to you soon. <laughs>